0: Om Sam Namaha Namaste. And this evening on page 72 of the Lakshmi, Puja, Sahasranam, uh, we're going to begin with name number 251. And it says, who has the deepest contemplation? Hmm. Who is beloved of the sweet form of Vishnu? Who has the lotus womb? Who is the spirit of wisdom? Who is remembered in a special way? Who is the supreme desire? Who is the center of excellent being? She who is great. She who is beloved of the great yogi, Lord Shiva. She who is sinless. She who is always situated in the lotuses. She who is the manifestation of wisdom. She who is the full moon. She who is the conveyance of victory. She who is hymns of praise. She who is the cause of everything. She who resides in the light. She who resides in space. She who is the festival of life. What a great remembrance. Isn't that important to remember that every moment is part of the festival of life? We're celebrating all the time. She who is worshipped by Rudra. And remember, Rudra means Asrudrayate, who takes away the tears. And it's a form of Shiva. And Shiva who takes away the sorrows of all devotees worship, worships Lakshmi. He's got a gold too. She whose mind is unfathomable. She who is the mother of wisdom. She whose vow is sweet. She who brings fulfillment to the universe. She who is the spirit of all wealth. She who is as vast as the ocean. She who takes away all desire. She who is always agreeable. She who is the spirit of sacrifice. She who is innumerable. I remember in the Deviatharva Shirsham, she is one, she is many, she is omnipresent, she is innumerable, and yet she is zero. She who has a large body. She who gives rise to the ideal of perfection, she who serves the ideal of perfection, she who is excellent and ever pure, she who is the spirit of the assembly, she who is terrible, and she's terrible really to to assure us. Uh, All egos quake with fear when they see her. Everybody who doesn't know what they want to do with their lives, they quake with fear when they see the goal of all existence. And she says to them, what's your goal? I I, I don't know. Shows he's (laughs) terrible. She who is the song of the supreme, she who is surrounded by luster or by a great aura, she who is worshipped by godly rishis. She who enjoys divinity. She who is the great wealth. She who is the promise. And he also, not only is she promised, but she's is the, the sankalpa. Because the pratigai is a sankalpa. And it's the one and the same. I mean, there are many forms of promises. But they all end up in a firm determination in a definition of what I have promised I'm going to do, and that's my Sankalpa. So they're almost synonymous. She who continuously slays enemies, she who has excellent color, she whose taste is delightful, she who is the enjoyer of all, and she who gives all enjoyment, she who is the life of the earth, She who is most excellent. She who is the song of the three forms of wisdom. She whose excellence is in the lotus of peace. She who loves knowledge. She who is recognized by the lotus. She who is the desired boon. She who is defined by the lotus. She who is the beloved lotus. She who is excellently pleased. She who is extremely delighted, she who is loved on all sides, above and below and further, she who is the ornament of the universe, she whose every thought is beauty enhanced by love, and that makes it more beautiful because of our relation. She who is the doer of all, she whose musical instrument Dina makes delightful tones, she who is the cause of delight, she who illuminates herself and requires no other to illuminate her. But if we cared to, we could look at her illumination. She whose thoughts shine, she who has no obstruction. She who is situated in the limbs of God. She who is the Supreme Spirit. She who is the child of desire. She who is the great mind. She who is the repository of respect. She who is the one who springs from the navel. Remember in the lotus, Brahma was seated in the the lotus which sprung from Vishnu's navel. So the lotus is Lakshmi, and Brahma sat on her. She made an asan for Brahma. So she is the one who sprung from the navel. She, she who has the supreme mind of peace. She who defines boons. She who has her own discipline. She who resides on a lotus. She who, resi- who takes refuge in truth. She who moves in the lotus, and she who is the color of the lotus, she who is the womb of desire, she who tears apart thought, she who has extreme anger, she who illuminates the spring, she who holds the lotus, she who is worshipped, she who thrusts the three worlds into the ignorance of attachment. As Mahamaya, she's the great limitation, the great measurement of consciousness. She makes all of us, she puts us into the whirlpool of objects and relationships and makes it spin. She who is eternally young, she who cultivates from the center, she who is the sum of all parts. She who exudes all fragrances. She who is the capacity of the sense of smell. She who is above the gods. She who is the image of white. She who manifests in the midst of excellence. She who is the sound of the earth. And all the sounds of the earth every sound every vibration that the earth emits is another form of her she who has a beautiful face would you look up one more time please oh thank you there it is she who gives excellent fortune she who hears all gotta listen She who hears all, she who is the embodiment of memories, she who moves with great speed, she who has a deep navel, she who has large breasts, she who is gentle and friendly, she who is the supreme goddess, she who is the excellent beauty enhanced by love, she who has three eyes, Who has eyes of love, she who is the new shoots of vegetation, she who has the lotus of peace in her mind, she who knows the lotus of peace, she who is the great heavenly damsel. She who is the goddess of knowledge, she who has a great laugh. She who has pure perception. She who rides upon a bull. She who has a lotus marks upon her neck. You know the three lines like a conch shell? She who has beautiful ideas. She who has red on the palms of her hands. Oh, sort of like putting henna there or a red spot. <laughs> she who is beautiful. She who is a lotus, she who moves in an intoxicated state. Not necessarily stoned all the time, but she just moves like she is. She who has four tusks or or teeth. She who has four arms. She who has auspicious lines in her palm. She who has el- whose elbows evoke love. Did you ever fall in love with an elbow? You never met Mahalakshmi, did you? You'd fall in love with her every part, even her elbows. She whose voice is sweet like a parrot. And she who is the spirit of art. She who expresses the imperishable truth. She who is always praised in song. She who is always giving boons. She who raises the lowly. She who is the time of prayer. (coughs) Excuse me. She who holds the reflection. And she who speaks the old language. She who invites with equal respect. <laughs> oh, mama, that's why I'm sneezing, so I get blessings. She who is sweet like sugar cane. She who is the excellent arrow of the mind. She who radiates divinity. She who steals away the mind. She who controls all. She who has a white umbrella. She who has beautiful fingernails. Nice manicure, too. She who is extremely beautiful. She who wears a part in her hair. Except that she's got a part. Her hair is a uh, She who is the energy of life. She who is discrimination. She who tolerates the impure. That's why she lived with me for all these years. <laughs> I mean, if that doesn't prove it. She who is excellent, she who conveys victory, she whose face is like the moon. She who loves those of humble abode. She who wears varied various colored cloths, mostly yellow and or red. She who emits various scents. She for whom all gems and jewels shine equally. She who gives divine life, she who wears a divine garland, she who has united all parts, she who moves by various conveyances, she who is the mother of the universe, she who is the embodiment of the ocean of existence, she who cannot be classified, she whose excellence is great, she who loves song, she who comes as nine deers, and she is very dear to us as well. What does that mean nine deers? Uh, what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> what does that mean? Nine deers. You nine tell days. me. They tell me. There's a <laughs> No Mother, you're the, you're the one who comes riding on a deer. I wrote. <laughs> I, you wrote, I wrote about it. Ha! Nabham rig. rig, there's nine deers. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm only translating what the scripture told me. <laughs> it said, she who comes as nine deers. Nagam Rig Rig, you eat Swaha! She who is served by all. She who gives blessings to all bodies. She whose body exudes fragrant scent. She who is difficult to perceive. Durdarsha. She who always gives nourishment. She who is the supreme ruler of non-violence. She who is foremost among the gods. She whose color is divine. She whose scent is divine. She whose body is earth. She who is the form of infinity. Anantha uh, She who resides in infinity, Anantha I did it right. I mean, the Sanskrit is right, I can't tell you what the nine deers are about. You got you are the one who wrote on the nine deers. She who is always in infinite communi- communion. Sarvat Ananta Sangamai. She is always in infinite communion. I stand by the translation. I didn't write it. She who is the fire of sacrifice she who gives great rain she who is worshiped by all she who loves purification <laughs> uh, uh, that's the bush mantra the purific- purifying mantra and she who loves it and she is the the, the pur the purification of, of the, the the beloved purification she who loves union She whose navel is buried. She who is infinite respect. She who is beyond the five senses. She who is served by those who are in union. That's why you don't accept my (laughs) seva. Now I understand. She who is delighted by truth. She who is the measurement of consciousness in union. She who is old. She who is the supreme goddess of all. She who is the excellent young lady of purity. She who is refuge, Sharanya. She who is the refuge. She who is the goddess who manifests the ideals of perfection. She who has excellent children. (laughs) That's us. She who contains all the lights of heaven. She who is the supreme being of union. She who grants the perfection of union. She who is the energy of existence. She who illuminates the elements. She who is the God of welfare. She who is the energy that protects. She who has great strength. She who is without attribute. She had no division. There's no nothing, no qualification, no qualities. She's Nirguna. She who is the supreme blessing. She who is the energy in the north. She who takes a, across the ocean of worldliness. She who is eternal. She who is victorious in the community. She who is greatly respected. She whose fame is unconquerable. She who is respect in union. She who performs the discipline to perfection. She whose merit is respected. She who is the repository of merit. She who is the respect of the supreme divinity. She who is the beloved of the supreme divinity. She who is the respect of a king. She was the family of the king, she who is the fruit of respect, fall asleep. She who grants heaven, she who is divine respect, she whose words are wonderful, she who has the wisdom of respect, she who is the path of wisdom that is heard, Sruti Marginyoyi, wow, I stand, I bow to the translator, he really did a good job. She who banishes darkness, she who is the external discipline, she who is the criteria of all, she who resides in the heart of all bodies, she who brings death to life, or from death to life. Yeah, that's Rita Sanjeevani from death to life, mritu, from death, samjivani to life. She who is radiant purity, she who is the rays of light from the moon, she who is the chief of all, sarvatomukhi, huh? She's pramukh, she is the chief, the foremost, mukhi, huh? Sarva, she is the most excellent of all. Utham. Uh, she is the center of all friendship. She who resides in Metila. That's Sita. Uh, yeah, Sita was born in Metila. Hey, Sita. Uh, where she whose vision is loved. She who resides in truth. She who cures with wisdom. She who is the pure energy of the perfect manifestation of consciousness. She who nourishes those who surrender. She who is the root of all nature. She who is the supreme divinity, she who bestows the consciousness of infinite goodness, she who illuminates the light, she who is beloved of all, she who changes of her own volition, of her own desire, her own definition according to her will, she changes. She who is the light of the jewel, She who is the witness of all, she who supports the support of all sense, and she who is the supreme refuge. Om Sam Sersfati (laughs) Namaha. Namaste. Let's see if there are any questions.
1: I have a question of (laughs) 90. (laughs)
0: Yes, please. What is the old language? The old language is, well, what was the first language? In the beginning was the word. It was... (laughs) Om. The old language is the language that only God could hear. It was Shabda Brahman. It was the oldest language that only God could communicate the most important things with the most important thing is the word of God. Old. So take it back as far, as old as you want to go. You can go back to Chaucer. You can go back to old Sanskrit. You can go back to Vedic Sanskrit. You can go back to Shabda Brahman. The word of God. That's the old language.
1: Other questions, please? We have a question from Sadhana Shakti. Namaste Sadhna Shakti. Namaste. Name 391 is she who has a white umbrella. What is the significance of the white umbrella? We all take refuge under the umbrella. And her umbrella is
0: pure white. It's the umbrella of purity. It's the umbrella of pure sattva. So she gives refuge under the umbrella of satya, of truth, of purity. Of clarity the absence of all color the absence of all opinions the absence of all prejudice that's where she gives refuge so you can take refuge in her under the white umbrella that we offer a white umbrella in the in the Pooja every morning
1: yes please we have a question from Nanda namaste Nanda Ma. namaste By chanting these names, are we trying to embody some of the qualities? For example, are we trying to be more tolerant by chanting the name, She Who Tolerates the Impure?
0: Nandama, we are trying to inculcate, uh, to first of all, divine all the qualities, uh, define all the qualities of purity and clarity and divinity. And then inculcate them into our own behavior. And then exemplify them in our every action and attitude. And we're going to become her. That's our goal. So first we've got to study her. Shravanam, first we hear it. Mananam, study, contemplate. Deeply intuit these meanings until they become us until we become them, until they become our names, and people could easily call us by these thousand names. Just like Nanda.
1: Mm -hmm. We have a question from Laura in Vermont. Namaste, Laura in Vermont. Again, the name she who tolerates the impure. But how does she feel about us if we have been really impure? Can she love us? Oh, yes. She always loves us. And she
0: always tolerates us, but sometimes she doesn't like what we do. And she lets us know because Kripa is grace. And Kri means do and Pa means get. So you're going to get the fruit of your karma whether you like it or not. And even if she doesn't like our karma, she gives us the fruit. Which she would rather not give us. Sometimes she would like to give us the fruit of our pure karma and not our stupidity. But she does give the fruit of our karma. And she lets us know you didn't do such a good job that time because you're now enjoying the fruit of your karma and it's not so good there, is it? (laughs) So now recognizing that you will get the fruit of your karma, please do the good karma so you get the good fruit. Right. Because most of us are sitting here day after day praying, Mother, please don't give me the fruit of my karma. I know what I've done. And I don't want to enjoy the fruit of my karma. I want to enjoy the fruit of her karma. That would really be cool. If you were any kind of a compassionate mother, you wouldn't give me the fruit of my karma. You'd give me the fruit of her karma. I know what I've done and how many times I goofed and how many times I messed up Then apparatus of I did a thousand mistakes a day a moment how many breaths do I take without remembering your name I'm surely a thief I'm stealing your oxygen <laughs> and I forgot all about you I'm certainly a thief mom please don't give me the fruit of my karma give me the fruit of her karma she remembers with every breath now that's the karma i want to enjoy i'm not praying to enjoy the fruit of my karma i know what a goof off i am i want the fruit of somebody else's karma if you know a priest who could do puja for me i'll pay whatever it takes but don't give me the fruit of my karma i want to enjoy the fruit of somebody
1: else's karma what is We have a question from Sadatmananda. Namaste, Sadatmananda. Namaste. How important is pronunciation? If we can chant a whole scripture without correct pronunciation, it certainly feels a lot better than chanting less than the whole thing with good pronunciation. Is there a place for practicing pronunciation instead of doing more sadhana?
0: That is sadhana.
1: You will perfect yourself
0: in six or seven, as we call it in English, Subjects of Sanskrit. Vyakaran is grammar, Ucharan is pronunciation, Darshan Shastra is philosophy, Itihas and Sahitya in Sanskrit are one subject. Itihas is history and Sahitya is literature, and you only know the history by studying the literature in Sanskrit. But we call them two different subjects and Jyotish. Uh, astrology when do i do which puja at what time at one place for what purpose not am i going to win the lottery but when do i do which puja for which purpose jyotish and padoti meaning actually padoti means tantra How do I weave all this stuff together into one sadhana, into one way of life, into one offering? Paduti means the systems of worship, and that is the tantra. Weave it all together. I learned all my grammar and pronunciation and my philosophy and my history and my literature and the, the, the jyotish and the astrology and now i got to weave it all together so it makes sense. It makes I, I can use it. I can do something with it. It's not just theory. Sadatmananda, you will become proficient accomplished in all seven subjects you will now you can't do it all at once you gotta bite off as much as you can chew and then swallow as much as you can digest or you're gonna get a bellyache in fact I know a lot of guys that just regurgitate it all out (laughs) enough I can't I can't absorb that much, that quickly. So, there is a time where you will take it slowly in bite-sized chunks, where you work on the pronunciation and do a portion. And there will be other times where you take it quickly and you expand your asan, you expand your pranayama, you strive to come as close as you can to the perfect pronunciation, Most important is what do you mean? What does it mean to you? Why are you doing this? What is your motivation? What is your intention? What is your understanding? What are you trying to accomplish? How are you going about this? With what kind of attitude are you sitting down trying to do what? Are you doing this because some sadhu sitting on a mountaintop in Napa, California said, I'm going to beat you if you don't? <laughs> or are you doing this because you're so in love that you just, you're grasping for ways that you can demonstrate how much you love her? And if you really love her that much, you're going to want to. Dive into all seven subjects and learn as much as you possibly can. And make the pronunciation as clear as you can, as, as uh, succinct as you can. You Make the pranayama as rhythmical as you can. And then understand what it is you're doing. Why am I reading these thousand names? And every goddess has another thousand names. And within the thousand names of each goddess, there are the names of the other goddesses. And my God, there's infinite number of names. Every form, every every root has a nom. Every form has a name. And they're all names for her. Every one of them is a name for Mahalakshmi, including Sri Ma, the mother of the highest respect. Or the highly respected mother. So it, it's the try as much as you can to understand why you're doing it, what you're doing, what does it mean, how am I going to change my life because I'm doing this, not just because I'm sitting down and chanting, but what, how do I inculcate this knowledge and make it work for me? What do I do with this bhavana? How can I make it manifest in all the other functions that I perform in life? How can I use this knowledge to respect my actions? And thereby, I demonstrate my love for Shri wherever I go. I approach everything with perfect peace in my mind, in my heart, and and I'm... One with the pronunciation and one with the grammar and one with the meaning and one with the motivation, and one with the intention, and I'm one with God. So that's how you pronounce it. It's important that you pronounce it correctly. But more important than pronouncing it correctly is understanding it correctly. If you travel the north, south, east, and west of India, you're going to find every 10 kilometers there's another dialect. And every dialect has its own way of pronouncing the letters of their alphabet. For the first three months when I met Srima, we had a translator because she came from the city and I came from the village. And there was one lady who came from a nearby village that, where I grew up, and she knew exactly what I was saying. But Ma couldn't understand a word. Is it true? <laughs> it is true. <laughs> I couldn't remember. I remember. Of course you couldn't remember. You couldn't understand a word I was saying. How could you remember that? Ah,
1: But I understood her language. Yes, please. We have a question from Julia. Namaste, Julia. Namaste. She who wears a part in her hair, what does this represent? Do you know the part in her hair is, it's called the sita. It's the part.
0: And sita is the head of the plow. So the plow makes a furrow. <laughs> and that's where you put the sindur that says, I am consecrated to God, I am the partner of God, I am a divine partner. So that's what this tita, the furrow in the head, or the part in the hair, refers to, is the target for where you cultivate that divine relationship. Of course, it runs right across the Sahasrar, so that's where, if you plow nicely, then she just gives birth to all the beautiful, uh, the, the new crops come flowing
1: out. We have a question from Ambika. Namaste, Ambika! Namaste. What is the best way to utilize this list of names? For example, can we use these names as individual mantras, and it is, if there is a particular quality one want to increase in our lives, can we repeat that particular name for a complete mala? You can,
0: certainly. You, you, you can certainly repeat any name of God uh, to understand, the, the uh, to inculcate that quality. But more important, if you study, as we are studying right now, we're reading these names, I mean, what, what a difference it makes makes to read the the what does it mean then uh, just uh, uh, more more so than to chant it Because we're we're diving deeply into the mystery, into the essence of what are these names, what qualities are they indicative of, what forms are they referring to, what attitudes are they inspiring within us, and we're going deeply into those names and trying to understand those qualities. Isn't that in itself an inspiration? So if you chant the thousand names, uh, you chant it in Sanskrit. Go back and read it in English. You can sing them. We sang the reliever of difficulties, uh, thirty-two names of Durga. You can sing the thousand names of Lakshmi. You can put it, sing them in English, sing them in Sanskrit, chant them, breathe them, and become them, and that's the goal: is to become. We got. Uh, we've, we've written a lot of books. I don't even count them anymore about all the gods and all the qualities of each divinity and each form of divinity and the adventures of those forms of divinity as they demonstrated to us their divinity and how we could go through our lives with the same attitude like a flying monkey who won't take rest until he fulfills his function his purpose his promise to God and the great servants of God and the great lovers of God remember there are five attitudes with which we can come to God as a child of God I am a child of God or as a parent of God I am the mother of God <laughs> or as a lover of God Krishna, <laughs> or as a servant of God or as a yogi who unites with God and these are the five attitudes now as we go through all these different scriptures and all these different names and all these different characteristics, all these different qualities and all these different ways of demonstrating the sincerity of our commitment to divinity then we start to become holistically spiritual beings people who are totally To each other and to God, and bringing God into our lives, into everything we do—whether it's chopping wood or carrying water, changing your tires or fixing the irrigation systems—it's for God, it's by God, oh my God, it's it's with God, it's it expresses divinity. In everything we do, we wear a mala to remind us we're divine, we wear a string around our finger to wear, we'll remind us we're divine. We, we, we put a, a T-lock to remind us we're divine. We put uh, everything we do. Go through a door and say Ganeshaya Ma. Go turn on your car and say a mantra. Turn off your car and say another mantra. We, uh, open uh, open the, the fire on your, your stove and say a mantra. Serve the food, say a mantra. Before you eat, say a mantra. Uh, pretty soon, mantra, yantra and tantra is all you can think about in everything you do. And that doesn't mean you're inefficient. That means you want to do the best job you can possibly do because I'm doing it for God. So, yeah, you can say one name. You can say a thousand names. You can read it in Sanskrit. You can read it in English. You can read it in Swahili if you like. But read it. Chant it breathe it, be it, become it completely. Yes, please, Shivani. Why
1: is she the capacity of smell?
0: Well, well, because uh, sometimes our minds are taken away by the smells that come out of various places. For example, you go in the kitchen In Mama's kitchen, every time I walk in, my mind is (laughs) taken away (laughs) just by opening the door. Ah, And sometimes I come out of the bathroom and everybody's mind is taken away just by the smell that comes out of the door. Uh, there, There are certain fragrances that captivate our senses. They captivate our olfactory sense and they just take away our mind. And suddenly, we're, uh, we're just driving past the bakery. <laughs> All I have to do is say, bakery. <laughs> and everybody's mouth begins to salivate. <laughs> sort of like Pavlov's dog. <laughs> All you have to do is... <sighs> and automatically, your mind is carried into that experience. So the olfactory sense is very important. That's why we light a stick of incense every time we do puja and we have scented flowers. It's not a, a, this one stinky flower. these sweetly fragranced, the fragrant flowers, the fragrant uh, scented flowers. Uh, Because uh, that fragrant scent is going to capture the mind and it's going to take it in the direction of that scent. You see, Ganesh God is an uh, 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 ethereal fluid uh, 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 being discharged from uh, uh, around his ears. And it's so sweet, the bees are buzzing no to drink no the nectar of the fluid, the sweetness that exudes from the forehead of Ganesh. It attracts bees, not flies. <laughs>
1: bees!
0: they go right for the nectar right for the sweet fragrance so that they can make nourishing honey
1: yes please we have a question from reka in sacramento
0: namaste reka namaste
1: namaste namaste name 300 says she who is the three she who is the three song of the three forms of wisdom can you please explain gai
0: tree she is the song of the three forms of wisdom she's the tree she's the wisdom the god and she is the Ya gaya tree she is the song of the wisdom of the three and that's i hope that's the right name is it Mm -hmm.
1: yeah yes thank you uh, next. We have a question from Vivekananda.
0: Namaste Vivek!
1: Namaste. Can you explain the name number 433, she whose navel is varied? Varied.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of different stuff coming out of her navel. Uh, especially when you cut that umbilical cord. Uh, there's just a lot of stuff. You, you cut the attachment. Uh, to, to to all the worldliness, she gives birth to the world, and then she, you cut the umbilical cord. So that all the buried stuff that comes out of uh, 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 into creation
1: comes is attached at the navel. We have a question from Sadhana Shakti in Seattle. Yes, please, Sadhana. Name two hundred fifty three is she who has the lotus womb. Can you elaborate? Yes, uh, the, the lotus stands for peace. And so the womb
0: is where she gives birth to peace. And her, she's got peace in her womb and peace exudes from her womb. Peace issues forth from
1: the womb and her creation is filled with peace. We have a question from Laura in Vermont. Namaste, Laura in Vermont. Namaste. Why is she known as the energy in the north? the energy in the north is the Adara shakti that's the primary energy
0: so that's uh, 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 w- that's why sadhus who worship in the morning face east sadhus who worship anytime face north because that north, it's, you're facing the north pole, it's the positive energy as contrasted with the south pole, which is the negative energy, and the two create the centrifugal and centripetal forces, which keep the earth steady in its axis. So uh, the, the north is uh, the, the area uh, from which the the Adara shakti, the primary energy, that uh, comes from
1: the north. We have a question from Swaroopananda in Seattle. Namaste Swarup! For Nam, can you elaborate on name 295, she whose taste is delightful?
0: Uh, yes! Uh, you! You! <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, mother gave the, you're the best cook. <laughs> you're following <laughs> all her, dra- her, her, her recipes. Uh, Yeah, Ma, it tastes good to people who eat her, and she she has delicious taste buds, so everything she eats tastes good, too. So, uh, and of course, everything she cooks is really tasty. Uh. (laughs) Yeah, so she also has very good taste. Uh. <laughs> uh, in devotees, as uh, she chose the right ones,
1: I applaud your taste in devotees. She has very good taste. We have a question from Julia. Namaste, Julia Ma. Namaste. Why is Lakshmi in the center in front of the Devi Mandir altar? Uh, she sarvasadhya. She is first and foremost. And we're
0: in the Vaikrtya Grahasha, that was from the. Uh, 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 Pradhanika Rahashya in the Boykritik rahasya, which is the modified secret it says the 18-armed Mahalakshmi stays in the center and her worship should be predominant. After all teaching John be
1: that question? Yes (laughs) ma'am. We have a question from Sadatmananda.
0: Namaste Sadatmananda.
1: Name 438 She who is the measurement of consciousness in union how can you measure consciousness in union? Ah, that's the
0: good one. <laughs> yog Maya. Uh, she is the Maya, the measurement of the, the consciousness in yoga. And yoga means union. Is that Yog Maya? Um
1: uh,
0: oh, I, I believe it is. Uh, yog Maya is the measurement of the consciousness in union, just as Mahamaya is the great measurement of consciousness. Is it Yep. Yes, yep. okay. So, uh, I'm sorry, I know it in both languages. Uh, in others, too. In the oldest language. <laughs> y- Yog Maya, she is the measurement. She measures consciousness in union. Now, what is consciousness in union? You better ask Nanda for that. <laughs> it's nifty, Nithy. And Mushomi sent us an email asking, Nanda, what is nithi <laughs> <laughs> And Nanda forwarded it to me. <laughs> and boy, are we going to go round and round and <laughs> round. Hey, Sadat so Banana, get in the line, <laughs> get in the circle. It is the, the, the measurement of the consciousness in union. What, how, how are you when your consciousness is in union? You're near akar. You're unmanifest. You're in the bliss of samadhi. There is no manifestation. How can there be a measurement? (laughs) Duh. (laughs) Let me think about that. Please listen to the sound of one hand clapping. He's a good actor. Some of my actions,
1: (laughs) not all of them. (laughs) Trying to be a good actor. Yes, please. We have a question from Sharanya in Walnut Creek. Namaste Sharanya. Pranam, verse or name 172. How does she who causes others to renounce? How does Lakshmi cause others to renounce? Does renunciation happen when one is so in love with God that nothing else is possible? Well,
0: there, there, there are different forms of renunciation. Mm. Uh, like when Ma says, stop. <laughs> I gave it up. <laughs> no choice. <laughs> she caused me to renounce. <laughs> but there were other ways that she caused me to renounce. She woke me up at 1 o'clock in the morning. She said, go to the temple. Nobody's there now. <laughs> you can have a whole temple to yourself. <laughs> go ahead and show you show me how much you love me and I just woke up and she 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 caused me to renounce my sleep from inside she woke me up and said hey you lazy boy get up and sing the name of God huh? so I did and that was the other way she she caused me to renounce from inside I just I loved her so much I wanted to come here just to be alone with her. Because it's the only time I get to be alone with her, really. She doesn't
1: have too much time during the waking hours. We have a question from Srini in Bangalore.
0: Namaste, Srini Baba! Namaste, Rami Mommy.
1: Namaste. Name 380 says that she is always giving boons. How do we become aware of that?
0: Oh, that's her grace, uh, Trini. It's her grace that we become aware that we are getting the boon. <laughs> Sometimes, like in chapter 13, when she says, What the What do you want? Uh, she asks us, okay, you want a boon? <laughs> okay, I'm going to give it to you. Get ready. Brace yourself. Hang on. Here comes the boon. Uh, it's pretty overt. Other times, she's more subtle. She just looks at us casually out of the (laughs) side of her eye and pats her eyelashes. And we know we got a boon. We got just a glimpse, just a and We got just in that instant, we just got, yes, I saw it. I got that little inspiration. Sometimes it's really overt and more often it's very subtle. But Srini, when you get the boon, you know it. I mean, there's no doubt in your mind. Did she really give me a boon? I think uh, if you're contemplating, if you're calculating how much boon did I get, you were boondoggled. You didn't get the boon. But when you get it, you know it. I mean, there's just no question. You know that you've been blessed. Sometimes she says, do you want it? And you say, yeah. (laughs) And she says, okay, here it is. Other times you're not expecting it. You'd like it anyway, but... And she just gives it to you of her own volition. And it's really cool. Just a little smile.
1: Just changes everything. Yes, please. We have a question from Nanda in San Jose Namaste, Nandama! Namaste. What is the true meaning of renunciation?
0: Oh, <laughs> the true meaning? How would I know? <laughs> I gotta get there first. Uh, when we talk about Tiag, we talk about giving up something to which i'm attached that is you have to have gotten it first and then you can give it up you can't say oh gee i don't have anything i'm a renunciate because we see how quickly renunciates renounce their renunciation as soon as they get the opportunity So you have to have had it and loved it and enjoyed it and cultivated an attachment and a relationship with it and then gave it up. Made it an offering. Maybe someone else could use it more than me. Maybe someone else could enjoy it more than me. Maybe I've spent my time with it. It's no longer needed. Who is the appropriate recipient? And that's ten. That's renunciation on the mom. When we give up because of our love for God, we give up that which we love as a token of our love for God. I love you more than what I'm giving up. One day, mom and I, We're roaming through West Bengal, and we got a great big basket of mangoes. (laughs) I used to live under a mango tree, and we would put mosquito nets up in the night because we slept under the tree. And we put the mosquito nets up not for the mosquitoes. But for the mangoes, they would fall down on our heads and wake us up all night long. It was impossible to sleep. If you were under that tree in mango season, all you'd do every every two minutes, and it was a huge tree, and there were all these mangoes falling Guess so we put the mosquito nets up and they would catch all the mangoes and we'd have a great sleep. And in the morning I just reach up on top and bring in a mango. And they were the kind of mangoes you squeeze them, you bite off the the uh, uh, the end. And spit it out, and then you squeeze it, and you squeeze all the juice right through the... And you suck it all. Oh, that's sweet. I'll never forget those mangoes. We were in West Bengal. We got this basket of mangoes, and Mom started eating the mangoes. She didn't have diabetes at that time. There was no limitation on how many mangoes she could eat, and she loved them, and I just sat. There, watching her eat mangoes. And I said, Mom, from this day forward, you get my share of mangoes. (laughs) And I haven't had a piece of mango since. Not a great renunciation, but there's her small steps are rewarded.
1: (laughs) Om (laughs) Sam (laughs) Sarsvati in the Maha. No stay.